Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Cricket Ultras. This is Arun Sudhaman and joining me from Shanghai, a man who, to the best of my knowledge, has never been charged with affray. It's Darren Burns. <laughs> I've never been charged with affray and I've very barely been in a real fight. Um, I think maybe in under-12s once. Oh, wow. Despite um, yeah, big news this week uh, out of, out of in, London. Despite growing up in Brisbane, I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah. Yeah, no glassing either. No afraid, no glassing. Uh, quite a common occurrence in my hood when we were kids, but uh, yeah, I tried to steer away from that kind wow. of stuff. I think Ben Stokes could maybe... On the straight and narrow. <laughs> ben Stokes could maybe learn a thing or two from you, Darren Birds. Well, nothing ever, nothing good ever happens after midnight, does it really? And especially after 2 a.m. in the morning. And after um, 10 in Bristol, drinks. In Bristol. 10? Come on. <laughs> I'm not going for the 10 drinks. Well, it's got to have been at least 20. I mean, ben said, oh, really? You think so? Wow. Oh, of course. Those guys drink like fish. Gosh. I just. Come on, you've hung around cricketers a long time. Yeah, they do. They do. Well, English cricketers. I mean, we talked about this before. I think, um, yeah, English cricketers and Australians and, and uh, I dare say South African cricketers drink a lot. Um, so before we talk about uh, the, uh, the, the test series, I mean, we have to talk about Ben Stokes, I guess, found, found not guilty of the charge of affray. Mm. Um <laughs> The, the immediate response from, from all the armchair lawyers on Twitter is kind of general disbelief uh, because presumably these, these observers who weren't in the courtroom uh, have a better idea of, of, of what, the, what the verdict should be. But, um, mm. you know, found, guilt, found not guilty by a jury of his peers and they had access to, to far more information than, than any of us yeah. did. Uh, so, you know, we, no questioning of the verdict here, I, I can't imagine. So, so the co-defendant was also acquitted too, but I think mm. it speaks to a broader issue, doesn't it? And we've talked about it just, just now, really, about mm. behavior of cricketers. I mean, it's not a good look for the game, um, no. regardless of whether he's guilty of a fray. I mean, mm. he was out there during a series, 2 a.m. in the morning, you know, punched a couple of people out, was obviously very, very drunk. Mm. Um, it's not a good look. And I was reading this morning that I know the Sydney Sixers were quite, quite aggressive to try and get him to play in the Big Bash this year. Mm. I think after seeing some of the footage of the video, they're kind of maybe stepping back off that now, because even though he's not guilty of a fray, he's certainly guilty of being a bit of a peanut um, <laughs> at two in the morning. And mm. they've tried to build this brand with cricket now, especially around T20 and the Big Bash, around a family environment. And I think that that kind of stuff doesn't really sit very well. And I, I also remember that you know Chris Gale was quite offensive to one of the female commentators several years ago, and he's not been welcomed back to the Big Bash either. So mm. I guess it speaks to a broader behavioral issue and how we hold our cricketers in esteem, mm -hmm. um, regardless of whether he's guilty or not of a fray. I think it's just not a good look. Yeah, this is, not, this is not the time, really, for cricket to be making the front pages um, for all the wrong reasons. I think. <laughs> yeah. you know, we've seen the attendances at the test matches in England, and, and the, the grounds have not been full. Yeah. Um, and it really, it's, you're, you're absolutely right. I agree with everything you just said. I think it's a bad look for Ben Stokes. Um, I think it's a bad look for the ECB. I think they've handled this whole thing <laughs> very weirdly, uh, suspending him until he was charged, <laughs> then lifting right. the suspension. Um, he will face an ECB inquiry. Uh, yes. Of course, now that will be conducted by... Um, a justice or, or, or a magistrate or someone that it, it will have a lower yeah. standard. It will have a lower burden of proof. It's worth noting. Of course. Um, balance of probabilities rather than a reasonable doubt. Right. So right. there's a pretty reasonable chance that Ben Stokes will, will face further sanction for this. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, it's it's sort of really bringing the game into disrepute that whole area, right? Which is which is quite a broad area. So mm-hmm. let's see what I, I doubt whether he'll be suspended for any further games. I, I, you know, he was he was basically banned for the whole Ashes series. Yeah, he was. Um, yeah, I'd be very surprised if he does any any more bans, but you never know. I wonder what will happen to Alex Hales, and I thought that was interesting that his you know Ben Stokes's uh, lawyer um, mm. barrister in his closing statement actually deflected. The focus on the bus, on to Halesy. So, yeah. uh, his role in this is now now. I mean, I I don't think he's going to face. I, I I don't think he'll he'll face any sanction. He's clearly not facing any charges. Um, the 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 Crown Prosecution Service not really something we need to look into. But you could ask questions about the charges they brought. Um, mm. You know, bringing the charge totally. of affray rather than assault. Um, mm. But that's that's probably one for the for the legal minds out there. Um, this is not <clears> the first time Ben Stokes has been in trouble. He's 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 always uh, walked that line, you know. And sure I think has. there's there's this tradition in England of of all rounders walking that line. I, I don't know if it's the same in other countries, but you know, you look at uh, Andrew Flintoff and Ian Botham in particular. Yes, players who absolutely got into a lot of trouble. Um, and there's this kind of image, I guess, this archetype of the the English all rounder who's the know, bad boy, of, yeah, a bad boy, <laughs> a sort of bristling, um, bowls fast, hits the ball hard, and then hits the bar. Likes yeah. exactly likes a few drinks, you know, yeah. likes to get in a bit of biffo every now and again. <laughs> Sh- shares a house with Viv Richards, um, you know, that's a kind of a bad boy tradition going back to the seventies, and I think yeah. it was probably started by in both of them. Yeah, yeah um, absolutely. I think uh, other countries don't really have that. No, I don't. A, maybe not. It's a very English tradition. It is. <laughs> and long, and, may, you know, long may continue. <laughs> right. Well, Ian Botham could get away with it a little bit because well, there was no social media around. Now, mm. everything mm. Ben Stokes does is going to be on a camera. It's going to be on a video. Mm-hmm. He's already been sent home from tours. He punched in a locker. And the other thing is he's not, you know, a lot, a lot of people have mentioned he's not really looked the same player since all this began. I know he had that good spell in the, in the test match the first mm. test against India. But other than that, he hasn't really set the world alight. Um, maybe he needs maybe he needs that kind of that aggression and that sort of stuff going on to be to perform well. I, I think he does. And he did well in Australia. If you remember last series to Australia he did very well fighting fire with fire. So yeah, yeah, I think he, he, maybe he needs that kind of aggression on the field. It, so are you suggesting he gets into more trouble? I think that's probably <laughs> but he has to he has to walk the line of room. Everyone knows where the line is. You just don't go over the line. Oh, Depending on where you are, there's a different line. Back to the line. He's got to yeah, headbutt the line. line. Actually, I would, I would definitely not advise Ben Stokes to headbutt anything. Yeah. Um, and, and, and Johnny Besto as well, for that matter. And speaking uh, of headbutts, there's a bit of controversy of... now that Bank, uh, Cameron Bancroft will come and play oh. in England next season in the county cricket. Oh, really? Um, in the same team as young Ben Stokes. Oh, wow. That's Durham, is it? Yes. Well, Ben Stokes so, doesn't really play for Durham. I mean, he's he's well, hard he to he's, he's, he's a figurehead, <laughs> and and apparently they're getting a lot of crap from it in the media. Um, which oh, okay. Cameron Bancroft, that he was, his band ends in December, I think. So he's totally clear to play. So um, I think um, I he's think a good Cameron, young man, according to the according to them, Durham. He's a good young man. I I kind of agree with that. I I think Bancroft has has been led astray, and I think he, of of all of the. The people in in these in this affair, um, he deserves the the biggest shot at, at rehabilitation. 
into yeah. normal into normal cricketing society. Yeah, give him a go. <laughs> give him a all right. Uh, all right. So Ben Stokes is back in the team, and they have yeah. dropped. England has dropped Sam Curran. Pretty yes. harsh, don't you think? Yeah, after matters match performance, pretty harsh. But you'd have to say pound for pound, man for man, on paper and. In physicality, you'd have to say uh, pound for pound. Um, it's like you're describing Stokes Ben a, Stokes as a heavyweight a boxer. boxer. <laughs> he kind of is, um, <laughs> and he has more. I mean, you know, Curran is a good player, but you, gosh, I mean, yeah. how many hundreds has Stokes scores and how many fivers has he taken? So I mean, I he deserves to be in the um, team. I mean, I, I don't know. I, yes, I, I, I don't know. What about Josh Butler? He's done nothing. Mm. He's done. Nothing. Yeah, I mean, he's played two tests. He, he did pretty well in the last series. Give, give him another chance. Yeah. I mean. Otherwise, you could you could drop Adil Rashid, but I don't think that's going to happen at the moment. So what a test match for Adil Rashid! He became, I think, is it only the second player not to, to bowl <laughs> to not bowl, not bat, and not In take both. a catch. That's right. What a test match! A real passenger. I mean, that's nice a, that's an amazing record. That's kind nice of like work. me when I played cricket. Nice work if you can get it. Professional yeah. number eleven. <laughs> that's really. I mean, I, I yeah, I, I'm, I'm almost con- convinced I had a match once where I didn't bowl, I didn't bat, and I didn't take a catch. And, well, um, you know, to, yeah. Well, that's that's a good achievement. It's it really is something. That, um, yeah, something I guess to tell your grandkids about, isn't it? When you get old. <laughs> um, I hope it doesn't. Uh, well, I hope it doesn't impact Adil Rashid too much. I mean, he's he's mm-hmm. in the eleven for the for the next test. Uh, so the Lord's Test, Darren. Uh, I'm sure my views are probably quite predictable by this stage. But tell us how you saw it. Well, I mean. Let's be honest. I mean, it was a good toss to win, but really, you just mm. saw a masterclass from James Anderson, and and to a lesser degree, probably from Broad, and and also from Chris Wokes. Wokes. Chris I mean, Wokes, yeah. they just bowled perfectly in those conditions. They gave nothing away. Mm-hmm. Very difficult to bat on the, the, that 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 wicket, mm-hmm. um, and they had the best of the conditions. So it was really overcast and kind of happened really the second did. day when they went out, and yeah. on the, when they batted on the third day, it was really sort of a bit sunny and, and yeah. broad, and. Then, on the fourth day, again, it was all sort of overcast. So they did have the best of the conditions. They did. But you have to bowl well in those conditions, right? And they did that. Um, yeah, they bowled James Anderson. I mean, mm. the past three summers, he's um, taken 91 wickets in 17 tests, an average of 14. That is absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, he's just such a master, isn't he? And he, you... I think he's only 10 or 11 away now from um, taking the most wickets by a fast bowler ever. Yeah. And of course, he's 11. He's on 5.52, five, five, take... I think. Yeah. And of yeah. course, Glenn McGrath's on five six three. The pigeon, the yeah. pigeon. So yeah, he might do that in this series. I mean, if he does that, it's he could do it in this in this next match. He could do it. I mean, I was going to say he could do it in an innings, but not even <laughs> India can give up eleven wickets in an innings. They tried though. They will do, <laughs> <they'll> do their <laughs> best. Yeah. Uh, in the last eighteen, so I mean, some amazing stats really. The the, the one you mentioned um, in the last eighteen months, he's taken uh, eighty six wickets at seventeen. Yeah. He. He's bowling in such a groove, especially in England, obviously, where I think we've used the phrase green top bully before. Um, he has this shortened run up now. He's still getting up to about 85, which is quick enough. Um, mm. And he just puts the ball in the right areas. He can move it both ways. At Lords, there was both movement in the air and off the pitch. Um, but he's not trying anything too fancy. You know what I mean? It's just the right areas. Wait for the batsman to make a mistake. And you just know with this... Indian batting lineup, um, a mistake is going to be around the corner. Yeah, but let's be honest. I mean, he 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 bowls some really unplayable deliveries. Yeah. At the oval, I mean, I mean, I I 
I would challenge any team in the world to last more than a day on that wicket against that bowling. I mean, I don't know. I don't think it would matter who was batting. Very difficult to yeah. stay in on that wicket. I, I agree with that. Um, he he puts it in the right places. He let, then he lets the pitch and the conditions, you know, do the rest in a way. It, it would mm. be, it's really interesting to think how in the English batting lineup would fare against this English bowling lineup. Mm. Um, and you know, maybe that would be a more interesting contest than than sending India out again at Trent Bridge, because uh, Trent Bridge is going to be another. Another surface that typically uh, favors the bowlers. The, the reports suggest it's not going to be quite as um, crazy as Lords was. They're, they say it'll be a slow seamer. Yeah. Um, from the Indian perspective, Lords was was really, uh, I think, a throwback to the bad old days. You know, twenty fourteen, um, mm. maybe even the, the the first test against South Africa this year. The batsmen looked all at sea. Didn't know whether they were coming or going. I think they don't really know how to bat in these conditions anymore. It's almost like they did once upon a time, and now they've, they're not sure. Should they follow Virat Kohli's approach? Should they stand outside the crease? Should they hang back? Mm. <laughs> Should they leave everything? Should they try to dominate? Um, yeah. Yeah, they, they just seem very confused at the moment. I mean, I, I saw some stats this morning from the from the SA tour and the England tour mm. of the top six batting averages for India, and I think Kohli's averaged over 50, and nobody else has averaged over 20. Correct. And most are in the mid-teens, which yeah. you, you, you mentioned this in a previous podcast. Yeah. These guys have been around a long time. So yeah. Vijay, Pajara, Rahani, Darwin, yeah. right? Rohit Sharma. These are not you know young spring chickens that are just into the team. And they seem yeah. to have not learned how to, how to adapt or are able to adapt to these conditions. No, and the ones that were adapting previously, particularly Vijay and Rahane, appear to be in some, some sort of decline. Um, mm. Rahane in particular hasn't looked the same batsman for a couple of years. Um, KL Rahul, he's just, he looks all at sea. Um, and then India really botched their selection, um, you know, picking two spinners. I, I just don't know what they were thinking. I mean, that was, yeah, was I, I think they, they decided that early on, but didn't look at the conditions and they should have done that on the morning of the test match. Um, yeah. you yeah. know, going back to the batting again, I'd say probably, um, Ravi Ashwin is probably the second best batsman at the moment in the team. It looks like it. I mean, he looks much more assured when he's a decrease. Mm-hmm. Um, scored a couple of 30s and 25s, and that's really <laughs> better coming at number eight mm-hmm. or number seven. It's really uh, shining a lot in that top six who are just looking all at sea and kind of useless at the moment. Yeah, but this happened as well in 2014. I remember even on that series, I think Ashwin, mm-hmm. Ashwin actually didn't bowl well at all in that series, but he batted quite well. So did Bhuvneshwar Kumar, by the way, whose stock continues to just rise to stratospheric yeah. heights. They're really each, missing him. With each match mm. he sits out, um, they yeah. are missing him a lot. His, his bowling in particular. Nostalgia. I actually feel like they're missing his batting because you know, he really gives them that lower order. He's a, he's a yeah. very calm batsman. Um, and of course, in these conditions, a real handful. Uh, and So they are missing him. Bumrah looks like he's going to play. I think that will will definitely be helpful. Um, for sure. My, sus- my suspicion is he'll come straight in for Kuldeep. Uh, I don't think Omesh Yadav will play. And it looks like Rishabh Pant is going to replace Dinesh Karthik, uh, which I think is a good move because Dinesh Karthik I, has done nothing with the Well, bat. I think they may as well. I mean, you yeah. may as, when you're down 2-zip, you may as well try some stuff, right? Yeah, you I have think, to. I, I think when you're down 2-0, I think Australia did it, you know, when they did a whole overhaul a couple of years ago when they got beaten, two, they were down 2-0 in the series against Africa and they're getting smashed. Yeah. And so they just put in a whole bunch of new players. You may as well try mix yeah. it up and try something, right? 
Yeah, yeah. Because what you're doing now isn't working. Yeah, in, in, in fact, the only other thing I'd say is India don't have that many other options, and, and that's a problem. They need to start bringing in some other, some 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 options that haven't been, maybe, yeah. maybe already played tests and failed, and already have this kind of complex about playing in English conditions. They need to bring yeah. in some new blood. Are you talking about Prithvi, Prithvi Shaw? Well, I don't know who specifically. Maybe, maybe Prithvi. Some of these under nineteen players who won the the World Cup. Yeah, I mean, get them in now before they've got a chance to. Uh, to... Before they're tainted. <laughs> exactly. Before they played county cricket. It's all bitter. Um, and what? To, one more thing we need to talk about India England is uh, this. You're going to love this, but we need to talk about Murali Vijay and Dinesh Karthik because um, this is quite a, a story. And I, I don't know if you're familiar with this whole situation. Are you? I'm not really sure. Uh, yeah, which situation okay. is this? So this might explain why Dinesh Karthik is so quick to be dropped. Um, so the, the bare <laughs> facts of it are both both players, by the way, from from my hometown of of Madras, uh, both Tamil Nadu teammates. In 2012, Dinesh Karthik's wife of five years left him. Do you know who he, who she left him for? Of course, for Murali Vijay. Yes. Now that's quite something, and since that has got to be very uncomfortable in a dressing room, you'd imagine. I don't think it it's conducive to yeah dressing room harmony, let's say, and you know I I assume she didn't uh, something was going on while they were married, so and while they were sharing um, the same dressing room. Now since then, apparently, these two. I don't know how this happened, but I read that these two have not shared a dressing room, which is quite hard because they both play for the same state team. Um, although apparently Murali Vijay hasn't played for, for Tamil Nadu for, for a long time. Um, they have not shared a dressing room until Dinesh Karthik returned to the international team this year. And I wonder if that is why Murali Vijay's form has just fallen off a cliff. So bringing Dinesh Karthik back <laughs> has not only been bad for Dinesh Karthik because he's not good enough. It's also been bad for Murali Vijay. So maybe dropping him may, may kill two birds with one stone. <laughs> so it's all down to that, huh? It's, it's not about the, the bowlers or the conditions. It's I all mean, about the disharmony in the dressing in room. cricket teams, Darren. It, this cannot help. I mean, in, in your team, are there? This, I'm sure this kind of thing doesn't go on. This is, this is not helpful. Not that anybody knows about it anyway. Um, <laughs> well, if you want to no, break can... any news on here, go ahead. But I well, mean, I just, well, well, I don't know. I mean, I, do, do we know for sure whether they're amicable about it? Amicable about it? About it? No, maybe talk. they are. They maybe they've, no, they maybe speak. they're fine with it. I don't no, know. They, no, they don't speak. From what I understand, I have I have um, sources, sources in the Tamil Nadu cricket scene, um, <laughs> okay. and, and they don't speak. Apparently, they can't um, be good for the team. And in fact, they, you know, there, there's a lot of subtweeting. You know, Murali Vijay. Uh, I think when Dinesh Karthik hit hit uh, those runs or whatever, it was, I think it was the T20 against mm. uh, some team, and Dinesh Karthik hit a six to win it, and Murali Vijay congratulated the Indian cricket team, and didn't, <laughs> didn't mention <laughs> didn't mention who'd hit the runs. Um, That's um very so, interesting, isn't it? So maybe with Rishabh Pant back on the team and Murali Vijay batting at the top, maybe it's uh it's better yeah, for him. Maybe maybe I, I it's just, a good move. I just hope Rishabh Pant is, is not you know. There's no lingering glances between him and Anushka Sharma. And, and <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Could you imagine that? Shocking. Virat Kohli. Could you imagine that? <laughs> no, that's, uh, yeah, I don't know what he'd do. That would be something else. Okay, so that's, that's India-England. Um, third test is starting today on a Saturday. It is. It's a travesty. But, of course, the match will probably be over by Monday. So, in that respect, it's probably a good idea. Um, well, probably not a, probably not a great 
for Trent Bridge, I mean, they would have had a chance to sell corporate boxes on Thursday and Friday and starting on a Saturday, Friday. I guess, is Friday, yeah, sure. kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, if the game's over in two days, then fine. Yeah, I mean, it probably, <laughs> probably it will not. probably go to Monday. I mean, even even this Indian team can stretch a game onto the third day, you, you would imagine. You um, might be surprised. Happy, happy to be surprised. Happy to be. Well, um, the last Trent, Trent Bridge test, we all remember when Stuart Broad ran through Australia, right? So, oh, the Oh My Broad affair. Yeah, exactly. That's and, pathetic. And, I mean, at some point we should have a chat about batsmanship in general because, you know, you, you have to wonder. England bowled out for 58 against New Zealand this year. We saw England uh, some, submitting some, some low scores in the, on the Australia tour. Um, teams are just getting whittled out for nothing. It seems yeah, like think- a lot more often. I mean, the obvious answer is because of T20, people are more aggressive. But I don't think I don't know if that's the only answer. I, th- yeah. I think a deep dive on it would be interesting. Yeah, so, um, to actually find out because I don't think yeah. the wickets are any worse than they were before. Yeah, um, I, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I have read suggestions that they are worse, but I don't know if they are. I don't. I don't know if that's true. We need to do a bit of a deep um, dive on that. I agree with you. Research. I don't think it's just down to T20. Um, mm. All right. So what's next? Well. Um, I have a question for you. Okay. Some news came out this week, and I, I know how much we love New Zealand. So I, there's, a, there's a gentleman called Gary Steed, or Gary Stead. Hmm. Um, who is he? Well, Gary Stead, to anyone with even a passing knowledge of cricket, would know. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Stead is the – hang on, I just need to Google this. All right, Gary Stead, he's the New Zealand coach, obviously, the new – New Zealand coach. And who did he replace? <laughs> <laughs> Stumped he him. replaced the old New Zealand coach. <laughs> That's true. The old New Zealand um, coach. Okay. Dano. Yeah. Mike, Mike Hessen. Mike. Yes, well done. <laughs> Mike Hessen. Excellent. So what do you know about Gary Steed? Or uh, Gary Steed? <laughs> I presume he played cricket for New Zealand. I mean, most people have in New Zealand, haven't they? They've yeah, been called most, up at... Yeah, I think probably ten percent of the population. I think most able-bodied males have been called up for the New Zealand cricket team at this point. Uh, Correct, and 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 maybe even able-bodied livestock. Who knows? He, he, um, he had a good quote that I saw, and he said that he's not a fountain of knowledge, which was um, I thought yeah. a good coach. Good because he wasn't picked for, as a for his IQ. Let's be honest. Is <laughs> he not? Let's be honest. I mean, look, New Zealand have had a good run, and uh, I suspect. Gary Stead, he's he's probably going to be presented with some good problems. You know, they, they've got some yeah. some good players there. Although there's a transition that will will take place. Um, some of the players are getting a bit older, and I guess he's going to have to start bringing in some new talent. Yeah, um, and I think I think Kane Williamson's, you know, importance to that team is is becoming more and more apparent. Yeah, right. I mean. He was so impressive this year in the IPL. He's really adapted his game in all conditions. So I think there's a lot of pressure on that that guy. So hopefully they can they can build a solid unit around him. I think he's such a great player. Yeah, they've got the Boxing Day Test this year. They do. Yeah, which so could be quite good. Could be very interesting. Could be very interesting. All right. So that's Gary Stead. I don't know. Do we need to say more about? Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Okay. Good, good on you, Gaz. Good, good. on you, Gaz. And good right. luck. So Go Darren, well. from you, perhaps we could get an update from the fireworks that are going on at the CPL, the, uh, the Caribbean Premier League. Yes, it's um, been a few games on already. I think each team's played each other, you know, I think two or three games they've played in the morning for me here too. So some of the games start at 7 a.m. or 8 a.m. so I can get up in the morning, have a little breakfast and watch a bit of CPL. Mm. And of course, some of my favorite players 
to playing. Um, so you've got Chris Lynn in there. You've got um, Steve mm. Smith, of course, and mm. David Warner. Uh, you also mm -hmm. have Hashim Amla as well and some, some of the great international players at the, at the moment. But what I, what I think has really stood out for me is really Andre Russell. He's, Andre he's the Russ. most he is the most valuable T20 player in the world. Wow. Um, they, they put together a, a table of performances with bat, ball, and field. Okay. And his, his strike rate is phenomenal. He's a great bowler at the death. And he's been, been carving it up. He scored 100 the other night. I think he scored... 80 odd off, like was ridiculous. 30 balls or something, just smashing yeah. sixes. At, Didn't with, he get with like abandon. a hat trick and a century in the same match? He did. Yeah, he got a hat trick and a century in the same match, and then like, like an amazing catch or something. He just was like all over it. Um, oh, gosh. But again, the power of those kind of like uh, great all rounders. Yeah. Um, Kieran Pollard. Yeah. Uh, is also he's the new KP, obviously. Uh, <laughs> he he's doing very well. I mean, he's just hit 100 this morning. Um, Good for his him. side as well. But his, his bowling seems to have tapered off, but he's a very powerful player. And I think a lot of the grounds in the Caribbean are very small, a bit like the IPL. So you see mm. a lot of um, sixes being hit. Yeah. But I would also say I'm, I'm loving Denny Morrison's specialist T20 commentary. Mm. Um, he really gets into it. Uh, he's quite an animated character. I don't know if you know who that is. He's a Kiwi, of course. Danny he's Morrison, of course. <laughs> of course. Of course. Of course. He's a great Morrison. one. And he, after the first over, they'd scored 20 runs and he said, good on ya, matchbox 20. <laughs> what? He, he throws in these random things like uh, that he can, I, mean, I don't know if he writes them down or has his little, like every day it seems like he's trying to find new little expressions. Um, he was actually in the bar this morning at the rum, at the rum bar, uh, having a rum, giving, doing some commentary, which I thought was quite amusing as well. So he likes his drinks, um, mm. Danny. We saw him in... Um, Hmm. He we had a used to have an international sixes tournament in Shanghai, and he came and played one year. Hmm. And he certainly liked a couple of beverages before Danny playing, presumably. <laughs> oh, sixes tournament! I remember watching the Hong Kong Sixers one year, and Colin Miller was here. Colin Funky, Funky. Miller, yeah, <laughs> a very left-wing character apparently. Um, right, and he left a field. Yeah, really left left a field. Yeah, yeah, the kind of cricketer that maybe drank wine instead of beer, possibly. You know, just crazy, really out there. And uh, he was—he like, was—he had a huge drink before taking the field. I was—I was like, "Wow, that's a, that's one way to do it." Well, uh, I think Sixers tournaments are not really about the cricket; they're more about the social aspect of it, right? Yeah, I guess so. So while we're talking about commentary, um, is it just me or was Harbhajan Singh was he removed from the commentary team for the second test? I didn't hear him. I think he was d removed silently or, or, or surreptitiously, sort of halfway through it. It was like I a remember hearing, hearing him in the first couple of sessions, and then I—I okay. I didn't hear him anymore. So maybe he just sort of. Taken out and distance. Yeah, it's sort of like a mercy killing, really. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I've got a, you know, I've got a family issue. I need to go back to India. Yeah, um, sort of oh, safe well. saving. That's a shame. Well, Harbhajan, it was it was brief but memorable. If, if, if that's the case, maybe he'll be back for Trent Bridge. Who knows? Who knows? Okay, so maybe. I thought to finish, we should maybe have a quick, a quick update from our favorite country, Pakistan. Um, so first of all, guess what, Darren? Mm. There is what? What am I going to guess? There is some scandal in Pakistani cricket. That never happens. I know it's it's, it's kind of remarkable. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Nasir Jamshed, Pakistani cricketer, uh, of some some accomplishment. I mean, he's he's played for the international team yeah. and so on. He's a good cricketer. Handed a band for ten years on corruption charges. Found guilty of five of the seven breaches of the PCB's anti-corruption code, and this is a guy. This is not just. This is not his first rodeo. 
let's be clear. This is the second punishment he's had in the last two yep. years. He's previously banned for a year after an anti-corruption tribunal. Clearly, that did not deter him from this life of crime. And, uh, and now he's, he's gone for 10 years um, for, for so I don't know, a spot fixing. or uh, Apparently, he was the linchpin. He was the mastermind. He was like yeah. the criminal don here. I like the way they kept saying the word linchpin in the article. In inverted commas, the linchpin. He wasn't the ringleader. He was the linchpin. He was the linchpin. I mean, he was the guy. He's, he's, I mean, you know, in some respects, I think that obviously this is terrible and and bad for the game. But in another way, I kind of think, well, that's, it's kind of impressive that he could put all this together. Because, you know, there's a lot of cricketers who who are, would not be capable of, you know, organizing a piss up in a brewery. And meanwhile, Nasir Jamshed is organizing an international corruption yeah. scandal. Kind of impressive, I think. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I always wonder about those kind of things where they put it all on one player. I mean, I think there's yeah. a lot of people involved in this, definitely, not yeah. one player. I know there's also a hearing going on in the UK as well, which people are seem to be putting more, you know, obviously people also think that, some people think that hearing in, in Pakistan might be a bit corrupt. So there's a case going on in England as well. I and I think um, Jam says wife said that she'll stand by the England ruling, oh, really? um, apparently. So you think, let's see what happens. You think, are you suggesting that politics might be at play in Pakistan? Well, I think where there's such so many players involved yeah. in it, there's normally more than just one player getting involved. I mean, there's got to be people behind the scenes and perhaps in the administration as well. I'm not saying there is, but, you know, probably. Yeah. Um, it's more a conspiratorial kind of thing versus just kind of one guy getting his team together. Right. I think it's probably much bigger than that. And often it's very easy in these things to sort of put the blame on one person, right? So maybe he took the fall. So blame the person versus the system. And normally something wrong with the system. And this is, um, you know, there's a lot of thinking going on that. This is a business idea as well, right? People often blame the one person, but often it can be actually systemic. The system actually causes it. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. We've seen it. We've seen it many times. But I gave you a really good ent- entry point there. I said, do you think politics is at play? In Pakistan cricket. Uh, well, it could be in the future. Well, it is uh, now. I, it is for I sure. Wonder if, I wonder if Imran Khan will do a Donald Trump and start, um, you know, letting criminals free and, you know, pardoning people. Pardoning, maybe think, he will say, oh. I hereby pardon all cricketers. Yeah, maybe. Well, there's, there's quite a few to pardon in Pakistan, I think. There are quite a few. There are. But, you know, the interesting thing, so obviously Imran Khan, he's going to take his oath today. He's going to, he's, he's, in fact, he may have already taken his oath. I'm not sure. But he is, he is the next... Um, or indeed, he is the, the Prime, Prime Minister of Pakistan. Unbelievable, really, when you think about it, because not only because you just, I mean, when Imran Khan was, first of all, tearing in and bowling quick and hitting the ball hard and, and then, you know, spending his, his evenings kind of sauntering around Chelsea and Mayfair with the latest glamorous-looking woman on his arm um, yeah. at, at various fashionable West London night spots. I don't think anyone saw him taking charge of the Islamic Republic of Pakistan. Um, but anyway, it's happened. And of course, I don't think anyone saw his political party reaching these levels of power. It struggled yeah, for I, a very long I, time. He seems to become much less moderate than he was, too. He well, seems to have gone a little bit yeah, right wing. So, that's, that's, you know, does a leopard change its spots yeah. or is he just adapting to the situation to get in the power? I mean, time will tell. I mean, most yeah. most Pakistanis that I know seem quite happy that he's he's there. So... I mean, let's see what let's see what he, what he does. The proof's in the pudding, right? Yeah, I mean, the nickname Taliban Khan doesn't suggest um, it's not necessarily the best thing in the world. Uh, but but you're right. I mean, look, this is a yeah. guy who yeah, he's he's 
he's lived he's lived a very full life and <laughs> full life yeah <laughs> and um, regrets he and regrets he's had a few <laughs> maybe not maybe he regrets nothing why should yeah, he maybe. Uh, I, I don't think i would if i was him um, yeah. did, did did obviously the, the thing that always this always brings up is which other um cricketers could could move into positions of of political prominence i think so far I think Sri Lanka, we've seen it. Um, Arjuna Ranatunga has, has held cabinet-level positions. Yeah. I think Sanath Jayasuriya also has got some sort of, I think, a local government position. Not sure who yeah. else. Yeah, uh, of course, we've heard. We've, of course, we've heard David saying that he'd like to go into politics after, although I'm not sure, sure that gate is still open for him at the moment. No. But you never know. Other gates for David Warner. Um, sandpaper <laughs> gate. and. <laughs> Maybe not, maybe um, not that one. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's I'm not sure that's realistic now. Um, and, and I mean, there have been certainly many cricketers in India who have become MPs. Muhammad Azaruddin, Navjot Singh Sidhu, I think Vinod Kambli maybe, and I think Kapil Dev is around. You know, it's, it's easy. Name recognition in these countries counts for a lot. So um, definitely, and and cricket is very political as well. I mean, Imran Khan now becomes the he takes on, he takes on a, a role with the Pakistan Cricket Board. He becomes the, I can't remember what the title is, but it's basically like the sort of chairman emeritus of the Cricket Board. And he can, he is, can sack whoever's in charge. And I think the person who's in charge of the PCB, I can't remember the name, is not someone who's on Imran's team. Let's Watch say. out. Yeah. <laughs> the chairman of everything. Yeah. A, lot of that, a lot of that going around, isn't there? Well, that yeah, yeah. So you, you need that political capital, right? So Imran could ring some changes in in the cricket board. I don't know if he will. I don't know. He does. He never seems that interested in cricket these days. It's almost like he feels he conquered cricket, uh, which he did, mm. and he certainly did. And 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 he's on, he's far more interested in more serious, weighty matters than than you know reverse swing and and taking screwdrivers onto the field of play. And, and, <laughs> things of that nature but uh, mm. yeah but you know well done to Imran uh, uh, be, certainly be interesting to see I'm not sure if you had to pick a cricketer Darren who from from today's crop of players who, who could go on to lead their country who does anyone spring to mind for you well apart from Michael Clark no I'm kidding um, <laughs> that's a that's a great question um, had to be someone very clean cut, I would say. Maybe yeah. I actually thought Chris Wokes, uh, who, who everyone just seems to love. He's quite popular, isn't he? Yeah, Mr. Wokes. Yeah, they, they do seem to love him. Everyone loves him. I mean, maybe Mitchell Marsh. Mitchell Marsh. Mitchell Marsh. Yeah, Marsh. I, I, I mean, Sachin Tendulkar. If he ran for for prime minister, I mean, presumably he'd win. I don't know. You, you think, but is he? But I don't think he's much of a people manager, is he? I mean, he, he didn't last long as the captain. I don't think he's much of a leader as far as inspiring and organizing people. Perhaps he's even more like a figurehead. Yeah, he as a figurehead, like, that's what I mean. You know, he can, like, like a, more like a king or something. Yeah. A modern day king or, <laughs> we obviously can't be a queen, but, you know, a modern day king or kind of that kind of figure figurehead of a, of, a, of a sort of diplomat would suit yeah. him. But I'm not sure a real leader. I don't know if he'd be able to lead parties into battle. I, I think it would be quite a, quite a challenge. Yeah. Virat Kohli, maybe. I think he would... He'd be quite feisty, wouldn't he? Yeah. Yeah, Maybe Steve Smith in the future. 
Steve Smith, maybe. If he can get past Sam Pinkergate. Maybe. All right. Well, it's an interesting debate. So are you sticking with your prediction for the India-England series? You said 4-1, didn't you? 4-1, yeah. You said 4-1 as well? I said 3-1. 3-1. I thought there might be a washout somewhere, which I thought last game might be. I was looking good for that one. (laughs) Um, I... No, I mean, if I mean, look, if I could change my prediction, I would actually change it to five nil. Yeah, I think it's a lot of people I are saying. I think but... a whitewash is really on the cards now, and I, I hope, I hope beyond hope that it doesn't happen. My you know? gut feeling is that just with, with some of the talk around the team this week, that India will do better in this test. Um, I'm not saying they'll win necessarily, but I, but I think they'll do better. I just think, I just think they seem to be. It's almost now you've got nothing to lose. Almost, yeah. it makes it easier in some ways. Like you don't have the pressure's off in a way because you're down two 0 You know, play with abandon and see what happens. Yeah, the problem is you start to get what happens with with Indian the Indian teams on an overseas tour, especially a long overseas tour, is they just start to to, to disintegrate. Disintegrate. All these random mysterious injuries start cropping up. Well, let's start, see. You know, they start dropping like flies. Well, and actually. This- this is in reverse this this series though because Bumrah is actually coming back into the fold, right? Yeah, that's true. So we're having people coming back from injury versus going out. So let's yeah, see. That's true. Fair point. I mean, Dinesh Karthik's apparently injured, but I think that if that is an injury, that's maybe a Murali Vijay. Exactly. <laughs> I don't think it's a real injury. Not a real. All right. Not a real injury. But look, I hope they they give a better account of themselves. They couldn't. I don't think they could play any worse than they did at Lords. I mean, I don't know. Those mm. are those are like fighting words, but I'm not yeah, it's sure. It's very possible. I'm not I, sure. But never we'll say see. never. <laughs> and anyway, we'll, we will, of course, be back. Um, and I think we'll, we'll probably get Toby Doman on uh, cool. to, to give us a review of the England perspective. Tobes. Yeah, see what, 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 uh, what's happening in the English media when it comes to, to everything English cricket related. Um, so we'll be back soon. Thank you all for listening.